The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday featuring Greg Cosell, a.k.a. the Civilian Goat, longtime NFL Films employee, the executive producer, and on-air talent for the NFL Matchup Show. We'll get to Greg momentarily. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings, best DFS site, best sports book for those of you that are so inclined. And if you are so inclined, you probably listen to the Even Money podcast and the Fantasy Feast podcast. All episodes for the other shows already posted this week. Please give it a listen if you haven't already. Subscribe, any of that stuff. It means a great deal to us if you give those other shows a shot. Spread the word winner will be announced tomorrow. You know the deal. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. The podcast is at Ross Tucker Pod. Any engagement, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it all counts. We love it all. Sponsor confirmation email winners like Fight Club. I am loving that new training way to get some exercise. It's important to change things up. Variety, the spice of life. And we'll have a YouTube shout out tomorrow, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of YouTube, for those of you that are YouTubers, I'm curious. We've gotten a couple of people who have said because we do two or three highlight clips from each show that it, they're getting too many notifications. So let us know if you think it'd be better if we just had the two or three highlight clips from a show on one clip when we post it to YouTube. Then you guys won't get as many notifications or if you like it spaced out the way it is. Trying to get some of your feedback on that right now. It's a Thursday, though, which means it is our time to go inside the film room with our guy, Greg Cosell. The Big Show. Well, I look forward to this each and every week. He is our guy, Greg Cosell, executive producer of the NFL Matchup Show, NFL Films Guru, joins us each and every week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Greg, let's start today with tonight's game. Just curious, two teams that are kind of middling right now, not in a great place. They've kind of been up and down in their own ways. 
What interests you? What will you be watching for tonight with the Chargers and the Raiders? You know, I think what probably interests me, and I know it's a short week, and we know that the Raiders fired their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, and installed Rod Marinelli. And I'm curious to see uh, what Rod Marinelli does, because what he's ultimately known for throughout a very good career, Ross, as you well know, is four-man pressures, zone behind it, execution, discipline, not a lot of tactical variations, just essentially line up and play so players can play fast. And I think in a short week, that's ultimately what you want to do. Uh, You're not putting in a lot of new things. So I think you'll see a little bit of a different Raiders defense than we've seen throughout some of the season. Uh, So that's something that would interest me tonight. And of course, Justin Herbert is always so much fun to watch. I personally think, though, Ross, that they're they're asking him to drop back a little too much. He's a rookie quarterback. He's been phenomenal. They don't have a great pass-protecting O-line. And I think when you ask a quarterback to drop back that much, uh, even in the best of circumstances, it's a little too much. Well said, Greg, because you're right. They don't protect him all that well. The thing I find interesting about Marinelli is – you know, his success has been when he can get pressure with four guys. Correct. Right? Like when he has a stud D line and those four guys can get pressure. Boy, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Raiders have that. Well, what, they're, what the they've Raiders done, again, it, it's a good point. And what they've done uh, in some of their uh, sub-defensive fronts, meaning nickel and dime, is they brought Arden Key inside and they play Vic Beasley, who's actually not looked bad the last two weeks. His movement has looked good. They have Vic Beasley on one side and Max Crosby, who's a good football player, on the other side. And they bring Arden Key inside to try to maximize the abilities of their pass rush. So my guess is you'll continue to see something like that because I believe Cleveland Farrell is still out. Yes, he is. Uh, I want to get to one of the Saturday games, in particular – Denver and Buffalo. I know we've talked about Josh Allen last week. You had said that you thought his Monday night game against the 49ers was his best game ever. I I remain perplexed, Greg, <laughs> how a guy can go from 52% to 58% to 69%. Because I got to be honest with you, I did not think that was possible. Like I thought he could maybe get to 60%. Right, right. Maybe low 60s. What he is, and he's not thinking and dunking. Like they drive the ball down the field. I didn't think what Josh Allen is doing was possible. No, but it's funny you say that about driving it down the field. There's no question that they have vertical route concepts in there as a meaningful part of their offensive approach. But he has gotten so much better on the kinds of throws that we didn't necessarily think he would make throws that require pace and touch under 10 yards, whether it's to Beasley on pivot or whip type routes, whether it's to digs on, on slant routes, uh, those throws he's gotten so much better at. And I just think his feel for the game from the pocket has improved. Uh, there was, there was a very simple play in this game against the Steelers in the fourth quarter that spoke a lot to me to Josh Allen. It was a third down play as well. I believe it was third and 10 in the early in the fourth quarter when we still had a game. I think it might have been an eight point game. And he tried to hit McKenzie on a on a slant just just, you know, with a little room to run. And Minka Fitzpatrick cut the route. 
and the throw wasn't there. He just climbed the pocket calmly, and then he threw it to McKenzie on the opposite hash, away from Fitzpatrick, trying to cut the route. And it was just one of those little plays in a game that doesn't seem like a lot, Ross, but it just says so much about his development. And I think he's really improved. Now, will he have a game here and there, I'm sure, where he his, um, his ball placement is not great? That could still happen, no question. But there's been clear improvement on the kinds of throws that are necessary in this league. It's been really, really impressive. I guess the question I have for you, Greg, which I think is a natural question, is like every year we talk about the draft and we talk about, well, accuracy, and we all agree that it's a hugely important component to the draft evaluation. I personally never really thought a guy could improve it that much. Sure. I thought they could make incremental improvement, but I didn't think a guy that was 50% at Wyoming could be 70% yeah. in the it's- NFL. So I guess I need to know moving forward, like, is this a thing? Do we, I mean, are, are we now going to look at guys and say, yeah, you know, he's not accurate in college, but – I can project or I think he can be accurate in the NFL? Well, some is mechanics. You work on that. I don't think he has great mechanics overall. I think they're better than they were, and I think that it starts there. Ultimately, you want to get a quarterback, Ross. The bottom line is, unless the defense demands something different, a quarterback should throw the ball the same way every time, very much like a baseball pitcher. Now, that can happen on every throw for obvious reasons. There is a defense on the field. But repetitive mechanics is critical. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why the Bradys, the Breeze, why they are so great for so long. It's repetitive mechanics. Joe Montana was like that. You should throw the ball the same way unless the defense demands otherwise. And he's definitely gotten better in that area. Yeah, it's, uh, man, it's it's something like I've never seen before. All right, let's get to some of these other games. Seattle and Washington. I personally don't think Alex Smith's going to play. We'll see. What jumps out to you about this game, Greg? Well, it's funny. The other side of the ball jumps out to me for this reason. Russell Wilson gets sacked a lot on blitzes. Last year, he led the NFL in getting sacked, I believe it was 48 times. 31 came on blitzes. This year, more than half of his sacks have come on blitzes. And the Redskins, everybody talks, oh, excuse me, Washington, I'm still used to saying that. Washington, um, they're, everybody thinks of Washington's front four and it's obviously great. And players are really coming on. Chase Young is coming on. Montez Sweat is really coming on. They still have Kerrigan as a rotational player, still a very good player. Those interior tackles, Payne and Allen. Allen had a terrific game this past week. Um, So Washington has a really dominant front four, but they've really added in some nice pressure packages and they feature Cole Holcomb, a linebacker and Cameron Curl, the, the safety who replaced Landon Collins and, quite frankly, is playing better than Landon Collins did. So they, they've they added in Holcomb, Curl. They have some really nice nice pressure concepts, and that's something I'm going to look for in this game. We are talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Like we do every single week, the NFL Films veteran NFL matchup show star 
Let's get to a game where I need to hear what you think of the offense and the quarterback in particular for both teams, Greg. And it is Jalen Hurts and the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Let's start with Hurts, our first time to see him start and play a whole game. What did you take away? Well, I think obviously the first thing you noticed was how poised and composed he was. And, and obviously that's a really good thing. But I think that what the Eagles did really speaks to how they wanted the game to go and the game played out exactly right. What you saw with the Eagles offense was multiple motions, which by the way, they did not do any of that with Carson Wentz. Multiple motions, designed boot action, one read concepts, screens, quick game, RPO concepts, zone read, designed quarterback runs. So what they were trying to do was play to Hertz's strengths and limit his decision-making. And the game played out exactly the way they wanted it to play out because they got the lead, their defense played really, really well, and they never had to go to a plan B because I kept watching the tape thinking, okay, this is really good, but what what's the plan B if the game doesn't play out this way? And they never had to go to plan B. So it worked out beautifully for the Eagles. Okay, I got a lot of questions here, Greg, on this. The first one is watching like the flip back to, to Rager the other way, some of the boot stuff. Yep. And I, and I get that maybe you don't want to run quarterback power or well, quarterback they did. counter with Wentz. I, right. I get some of that. And I don't, and you don't want to run the option with the Wentz. I get that. But some of the other stuff, some of the boot, some of the other one read stuff, some of the motion stuff, it feels like they could have at least tried some of that stuff with Wentz, right? I can't answer that, but, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams do a lot of motion. The Eagles did almost none of it. I remember one Cowboys game this year where they did motion, and it, it kind of – you went, oh, wow, there's motion. But they hardly did any of that with uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, they did a lot of it with uh, Jalen Hurts. So I can't answer why. I can only tell you what the tape shows. All right, on the other side – Arizona, Kyler Murray. I know they stalled out in the red zone a couple times against that Giants defense, but obviously a very impressive win for them on the road. What did you see from Kyler and the offense? Yeah, I mean, I think they're an individual play passing team with Murray. There's no rhythm to their passing game. He's a splash player. He's capable of spectacular plays at any time. His legs obviously present a problem on any play. And that always presents a problem for the defense. Um, he is a very good thrower, but he's been a little erratic throughout this year with his accuracy. Um, they do try to run the ball. And, and, and people might be surprised that with Kenyon Drake, that more than half of his rushes this year have come with two tight ends on the field. They're not a spread rushing team. But Murray, he's spectacular. He's a splash, splash player, capable of, of great moments but there's still an inconsistency to his game. Okay. Uh, the big one this weekend, it is Chiefs and Saints. Really looking forward to talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast like we do each and every week. So Chiefs, Saints, blank slate, Greg. Have yeah. at it. 
I'm assuming it'll be Taysom Hill again. Isn't that what you seem to be hearing? I, I mean, it, well, based on what Sean Payton has said, it appears highly unlikely it would be Drew Brees. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the other side of the ball. To me, Travis Kelsey is really a the, the critical piece for this reason. Yeah, we know that Hill can run, and we know you don't want him over the top of your defense. But in the NFL, corners cover wide receivers. That's that's the way it works. So th- there's no amazing matchup here where you go, oh my God, who's going to cover Hill? I mean, you know, the corners cover wide receivers. Kelsey, to me, is the issue for a lot of teams every week because if you play man, and by the way, the Saints have played a lot of man this year, then who covers Kelsey? Is it Malcolm Jenkins, who predominantly over the last month or so has been the tight end matchup for the Saints? Uh, I guess. Or could they put P.J. Williams, who's a who, who comes in basically as their dime safety, but played corner at Florida State and started his NFL career as a corner and is a big kid, maybe he matches up to Kelsey. Because if you're going to play man against the Chiefs, Kelsey is the player that poses the issue from a personnel standpoint. And, and he is, I mean, he's leading the NFL in receiving yards, Ross, which is ridiculous for a tight end. I didn't even know that, Greg. Wow, he's I mean, leading he's the NFL. He's a tight end. That I don't think I've ever heard of that before. I don't think it's ever. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I can't think back to let's say the '60s, you know. But but because uh, I know Mike Ditka had a big year, you know. Um, but it certainly hasn't happened. I think since 1978 when the rules have changed. Wow, that's great stuff, Greg. What about uh, on the other side? Obviously, the Eagles just beat Taysom Hill and the Saints. What did they do effectively to slow down the Saints' offense? Yeah, the Eagles did a couple of interesting things. Um, Although in the second half, the Saints' offense started to move the ball pretty well. The Eagles had a ton of injuries and started to play a ton more zone, including split safety, which they don't normally do. But um, I think in, in, in the first half, they had a really cool blitz concept that led to the interception, uh, which was a big, big play in the game. Uh, they did a good job with the run game. I thought the I thought Alex Singleton, who's been now started five games for the Eagles, started more than five, but he's played every snap in five consecutive games, which is unbelievable. A lot of people probably haven't even heard of Alex Singleton. He had a phenomenal game, and the Eagles' D line was absolutely dominant in this game. Absolutely dominant, both inside and outside. They had, I mean. Andres Pete had a really difficult time in this game. Even Teron Armstead had some bad snaps in this game. Uh, Hargrave was phenomenal inside for the Eagles. It was probably his best game as an Eagle. Uh, but their their D line just dominated. Yeah, that was awesome. That that was uh, that was fun to watch. Okay, talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker podcast. Let's get to Sunday night game. I'll be there, Greg. Call on that game. Uh, really looking forward to it. Browns and Giants. Giants have that defense. Browns have scored over 40 points two games in a row. Yeah. Well, clearly the Giants are a certain kind of team. You know, their defense has to be dominant. They've got to run the ball with some kind of consistency. They can't really get behind. Um, You know, I don't know what they're going to do with quarterback. Daniel Jones, I don't know if he came back too early. I don't know if he sits this week and they play McCoy. What do you hear since you're doing the game? Yeah, so I don't think he's going to play. They're not saying that, but he's got the hamstring. Now they're saying he got another injury, an ankle. And as you saw out there, 
he is a guy that his legs are a big factor for him. Yes, and they, and they weren't there this week. Right, and you just can't – that, especially for a young player, in my experience, Greg, you might have a veteran guy that can kind of – all right, like I can't run. Maybe like an Alex Smith who can kind of figure it out. But for a young guy that's always been fast, always been able to use his legs, I think it's asking a lot to just yeah. put him out there and say, oh, yeah, by the way, you're not going to really be able to run. you got to do it another way. So at the end of the day, the Giants have a certain formula, a certain profile. It has to be defense, the run game, and Colton McCoy is going to have to pepper a few throws here and there. But they're not going to win this game. Giants, barring turnovers, are not going to put up 35. So they have to win a certain way. And can they win that way? I don't know. Uh, you know, Mayfield, obviously, they put up a lot of points. When they beat Tennessee, they came out throwing. The game against Baltimore, they had to throw because they got behind, and Mayfield had over 40 pass attempts. I don't think the Browns want to play that way. M my guess is they're going to go back to the way they want to play this week and see if they can run the ball with Chubb and Hunt and get back to sort of their foundational offensive approach. That would be my sense of, of how the Browns really want to play. So you got to check him out on social media like I do. That way you always know where to find him, at Greg Cosell. You know you can find him here each and every week on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Thank you, Greg. All right, Ross. Appreciate it. Thanks. Man, every week I love it. Every week I love telling you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, here to kick off the 2021 basketball season with a no-brainer for all customers new and existing and existing did you hear that and existing all you have to do is bet on any opening night game and if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points you will double your money then this saturday endless amount of action college championship saturday i'll be doing Army, Air Force, there's a couple NFL games. Awesome. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get a plus 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code ROSS to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good morning, Ross. So let's start with the Des Bryant rule. Players can be activated, what is it, up until 30 minutes prior to a game? Yeah, so evidently, if a guy who's active for the game gets pulled off the field because they have a positive COVID test, which has happened exactly once with Des Bryant, you can then activate another player, which you want to talk about, Brian, I can speak to this because I've been inactive before. You want to talk about a mind, you know what? I mean, imagine being told, hey, you're inactive for the game and you're standing there in sweats or maybe you go up to the skybox or wherever they have you for the game and then 30 minutes before kick to like, psych! You're in. <laughs> You're in. Go suit up. Wow. That would be unique. Tuck's takes. Let's talk about uh, Cincinnati Bengals defensive tackle Geno Atkins. He's heading to IR. Right. Um, you know, I think it's the end of the line for him there. 
you know, they moved on from Dunlap. I think they'll probably move on from Geno Atkins now as well. What an unbelievable career he's had there. I don't know if people appreciate him as much as they should. ESPN analyst Lewis Riddick is interviewing with both the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions. Right. He's interviewing for the general manager position. It's interesting because when he was in scouting, he was like a director of player personnel. He was in Washington when I was there. Then he was in Philadelphia. And when I was in Washington, he's the one that actually called me in 2007 to tell me they were going to release me before we realized my neck was as bad as it was and they had to put me on IR. But he was the one that called me back then in 2007. Anyway, it's interesting, though, because when he was in scouting, I don't remember him getting interviews for GM jobs. But now that he's been impressive on television, he's getting interviews for GM jobs. And I'm not judging. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I think he probably could do a good job. I think he's deserving of the interview. But you see John Lynch, you see uh, Chris Spielman, now Lewis Riddick. TV looks like it's becoming more and more, almost like the NBA, where TV is more and more of an opportunity to maybe get into the front office side of things. Mike Mayock? Mike Mayock. Good, Bri. Ducks takes. Well, speaking of Detroit, uh, Lions center Frank Ragnall fractured his throat. Did not know that was a thing. Did not know how that works. I guess they said his airway's clear. He can breathe. He can eat. They just don't want him to talk. That does not sound like something that you would mess with or try to play through, although he did finish the last game. That's a new one for me. Uh, that's a, that's one we got to ask Dr. Chow about. That's a new one. Ducks takes. You and Andrew discussed the uh, owners' meetings yesterday on uh, yesterday's podcast. Well, the owners are voting on that 17th game interconference based on the standings, but they don't confirm that they're going to actually ask for it. What's the deal? This is hilarious to me. So let me get this straight. The owners had a meeting where they figured out exactly how they'll schedule the 17th game, but they're not sure whether or not they're going to do the 17th game. Come on. I mean, you think these guys are in the business of wasting time coming up with how they're going to schedule the 17th game and then not actually do the 17th game? You think the owners are in that meeting being like, no, 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 we don't want the extra millions of dollars that come with the 17th game. No, let's not do it. I know we just figured out all the time it took to schedule it and how we'll do it, but we don't want millions more dollars. So, no. We're not going to do the 17th game. Give me a break. They're going to do it. Back to the COVID list. Let's talk about Ravens wide receiver Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, as well as Tampa Bay's running back Ronald Jones. Well, that's, ba- that's a problem for the Ravens. I don't know if it's close contact or what, and maybe they'd be able to get off of it by Sunday. It's a good thing they're playing the Jags in that contest because that's two of their – three or four best receivers with Hollywood Brown and Boykin. Uh, Ronald Jones had a pin placed in his pinky, so I'm not sure he was going to play anyway this week for the Bucs. 
more injury news. Start with the quarterbacks. And uh, what's the latest on Alex Smith, Drew Brees, and Daniel Jones? Alex Smith is interesting because Washington's kind of acting like they think he'll be able to play. But Dr. Chow says he doesn't think so. He has a calf strain on his right leg where he had all those surgeries and lost a good part of his calf. He lost a lot of the muscle in his calf, which Dr. Chow says is problematic. So keep your eye on that. If he doesn't play, just remember, Dr. Chow told you, I don't think Drew, I don't think any of these guys are going to play. I don't think Drew Brees will play. I don't think they want to risk it, push him back out there. I think they want to be cautious with Brees. And then Daniel Jones got the hamstring. He's got the ankle for the reasons that Greg and I talked about. I don't think he's going to play either. So I don't think any of those quarterbacks will be playing for their teams. I don't think Matthew Stafford will play either. I, I think they're all out, which once again sort of goes to the value of a backup quarterback. Ducks takes. And finally, we have a game tonight. Raiders against the Chargers. Raiders are going to be down a bunch of starters on defense like Jonathan Abram, Cleveland Farrell, Damon Arnett, Nicholas Morrow. So with that said, who do you like and why? Well, as I said on the Even Money podcast, I certainly like the Chargers with the points. Um, you know, especially Abram and, and Farrell out. It's significant. I think we knew Arnett would be out. Man, I don't know. I, I guess because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both hurting, we know Eckler will play, but Allen and, and Williams are both hurting. I still think at least one of those guys plays. I think it's a great game. Could go either way. Because of some of the Anthony Lynn miscues and because the Chargers won a close game last week, I will say – that they don't win the close game tonight. I'll say Raiders 31, Chargers 28. 31-28 Raiders. Although, remember, the Raiders don't have Henry Ruggs either. But I just think the Raiders are absolutely desperate to try to stay in the playoff race. So I'll say 31-28, 30-27, something like that. The Raiders. Shout-outs are in order, Bri, for MyFrontPageStory.com. By far the best holiday gift of all time. Being able to tell somebody you had a story written about them, amazing. When they actually see the framed picture, amazing. It's awesome. When they read the story, when they hang it up in their home office or their house, amazing. MyFrontPageStory.com. Shout-outs in order to Pizza Boy Brewing. DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. Shout out Vision Comics with an X. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.